0: Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Malice of Forethought UK, a true crime podcast that brings you some of the famous and infamous and lesser known true crime stories from here in the UK and across the globe. Today I'm telling a story that has been in the news here across the UK for the last few months and that's why there's been a large gap between the last uploaded podcast and this one because I wanted to see the story play out to the end before I told it in full. I've named this story Who Was There to Catch a Falling Star. The tragic tale of the short life of Star Hobson began only 16 short months before her murder. Born in May in 2019, Frankie, her mother came from a large family and at only 17 herself, the young mother had her family around her for love and support as she coped with new motherhood. Star and her mother were living with Frankie Smith's grandparents after the birth of Star because Smith was unable to cope on her own. She had an extremely low IQ which in fact places her at the bottom 2% of the population for intelligence, and it was clear that she was unable to look after her child. Smith was described as lazy and neglectful, but despite this, pictures on social media of star in this early part of her life shows a little princess dressed in pink with huge blue eyes and creamy skin because Smith had a support network around her, and this showed. Starr's father, Jordan Hobson, was only a young man himself, and when Starr was six months old, her parents split up. This was in November 2019. Jordan moved away to Sunderland in the northeast of England, away from their home in West Yorkshire. He went to attend university in Sunderland, and following this separation, it's reported that her mother, Frankie, began to let her hair down a bit and go out more, She was leaving the baby with babysitters, which was not unusual for a teenager or a recently separated mother. Only a month after her split with Jordan, near to Christmas 2019, Frankie Smith was at a pub in Bradford in West Yorkshire, named The Sun. There she met Savannah Brockhill, where Savannah Brockhill worked on door security as a bouncer. Brockhill was eight years older than Smith and the two women began an on-off, volatile relationship peppered with arguments and instances of domestic violence. Later, David Fawcett, Frankie Smith's grandfather, stated to the media that following this relationship beginning, the Smith family noticed a change in Frankie's attitude towards Starr after she met Brockhill. He was quoted as saying that Brockhill was, to quote, domineering and controlling, and got into Frankie's head, and they believed that Smith was fearful of her partner. It was not long after their relationship began that Christmas that in January of 2020, the first report was made to social services about the welfare of Little Star. Holly Jones, aged 18, was a friend of Smith. She contacted Bradford City Council and lodged an anonymous tip-off over her worries that Star's mother, Frankie Smith, and her partner, Savannah Brockhill, were violent towards the child. She did not give her name at the time for fear of reprisal. Holly Jones, who looked after six-month-old Star while Smith went out drinking, made her referral in mid-January 2020 when she became concerned for the little girl who had bruises. She also said she had concerns about how much she was being asked to look after Star, as well as the domestic violence between Smith and Brockhill. Holly recounted an incident where Star had accidentally bitten her finger when she was feeding her, and that Smith's response was to bite the child back until she cried. Not a normal adult response to admonish a baby who was less than a year old. Miss Jones was present on the 26th of January 2020, the day that social workers attended to check up on Star. Holly was surprised. They called an hour before they arrived to warn Smith they were attending. This gave what Holly describes as an hour for Smith to clean Star up and tidy the property and to cover Star's bruises. She later told the press following the trial that Frankie made me hold Star so the social worker couldn't really see much of what she was like. She then went on to add, It's like ringing up a criminal an hour before and saying, I'm coming to arrest you. It doesn't make much sense, she said. I think more things need to be put in place because parents that are abusing their children know how to cover it up. By February of 2020, only two months into their relationship, looking after Star was getting too much for young Smith. So Star went to live with Smith's grandparents, David and Anita, for a while on her own, whilst her mother, who claimed she had at that time split with Brockhill, said that the breakdown of the relationship while caring for Star was too much and she couldn't cope. David says he and Anita, his partner of 27 years, picked up Star and thought she looked thin, sad and depressed. I've never seen a depressed baby before. She was looking at the floor and Anita said, Oh look at her, poor little Star. She's never going to be the same again but David says staying with her great grandparents brought an almost instant change in Star. Within about two or three days, she just perked up and was absolutely brilliant, magic. The violence against Star may have ceased while she was with David and Anita, but Brockhill was still inflicting violence on Smith during this time. On the 14th of March, 2020, Brockhill punched Smith in the face at the pub where she worked and later claimed it was an accident. On the 15th of March 2020, Brockhill texted her boxing sparring partner to say she tried to kill herself and Smith by driving off a cliff, but ended up giving Smith a hiding. She says she thinks she needs help mentally. She says in the text, I'm out of control. Honestly, I just can't. I just lose it. Star would remain with Anita and David for 11 weeks until April 2020. David said the point that Star returned to her mother was when everything changed. David recounted how his granddaughter rang and said that she and Brockhill wanted Star back as she was their child and Brockhill had made it clear they were going to bring her up their way. So soon afterwards in May 2020, When Star was only a year old, Anita Smith would become the second person to contact Bradford Social Services following Holly's January report. This was the second report to Bradford Council. And they said they reported it after learning how Star had been slam choked by Brockhill. David recounted that they'd never heard of it. What is slam choking? How do you slam choke a baby? What's going on? They were told that Savannah was picked up by her throat and thrown on the bed. He doesn't recount who tells him this story, but we have to presume his granddaughter told him. He says Anita called social services and warned Bradford Council they would have another baby pee on their hands if they did not intervene in Star's case. But he says the complaint was closed after it was dismissed as malicious and based on their dislike of Brockhill. For those outside the UK who do not know Baby P, I wouldn't recommend that you research it on the internet. It is a horrific story of child abuse and a mother who covered up her partner's systematic abuse of her child. It is a horrendous story i may cover it at a later date but at this moment in time um, i'm going to leave that one apparently when anita called social services and mentioned they would have another baby pee on their hands they were confused and asked what she meant by that i think the implication was there that another child was being abused by a step-parent and that that child may eventually die at the hands of that step parent and that the parent was complicit in covering it up. As I mentioned, it was dismissed as malicious because Brockhill was able to convince social services that the family didn't like her because she was the new girlfriend of their granddaughter. Following the report that Anita made and the subsequent investigation, Brockhill and Smith isolated themselves from family members. They moved away and blocked out almost all contact with David and Anita. On the rare occasions that they could see their great-granddaughter Star, they noticed bruising and David even posted a photograph of Star on Facebook showing her bruised face and asking Smith what was going on. And how his great-granddaughter could be in such a state having only been back with her mother for five weeks. However, Smith just blocked him on the site. That photograph, however, was seen by Smith's ex-partner and Star's dad, Jordan, up in Sunderland and away from his daughter whilst at university. So on June 21st, 2020, he too made a report to social services, as did another family member and a family friend. This was the third and fourth report by four separate individuals in six months. This time police visited Smith and Starr was examined by a doctor, the only time she was to receive medical treatment before her death. On this occasion, as on others, Brockhill and Smith explained away the injuries saying she was a clumsy toddler, was always hitting her head on the coffee table, walking into the sofa, falling and tripping and falling down the stairs. It was again enough for the cases to be closed and to be deemed to be malicious. However, the abuse of Baby Star over that summer was not just violence. She was humiliated And the couple often made mobile phone videos of her falling over or even falling asleep into her food. They would put this to music, post it on social media as a source of amusement, hiding the fact that the child wasn't clumsy, she was physically and mentally exhausted. In the subsequent police investigation, they also uncovered several internet searches on how to hide bruising and other such searches regarding hurting children and covering this up after her death. It was also during this time that Brockhill posted what is now the infamous number one psycho video message online where she makes it clear that violence would be inflicted to anyone who tried to take her girlfriend away from her. Brockhill also sends a message to one of Smith's sisters, asking if Smith is cheating on her, saying, I'm broken. I'll stab someone tonight, I swear. She threatens to go and confront Smith. I don't care about kids in the house. I will rage. Fuck it. They're going to need the police in the house to take me away. I'll pop a link to the number one psycho video onto the show notes and if you also go to my website you'll see the video is there to watch in it she describes how frankie has been getting some invites on facebook and message requests and that she is with the number one psycho and if that, anybody wants to keep their kneecaps they will leave frankie alone. So by September, as the abuse had continued to increase, another of Starr's great grandfathers made the last report to social services before the child's death. This was six reports in nine months by five separate individuals. This time, social services visited unannounced, but Brockhill was able to convince them that all of the reports were made maliciously because the family were unhappy that Smith was in a relationship with a woman. Bradford Council closed the case on September the 15th, concluding the referrals to be malicious. A week later, Little Star was dead. However, the day before social services closed the last report, Brockhill, who was working overnight as a security guard, had driven with Star in her car to a recycling plant in Doncaster. In CCTV footage recorded over the course of the three hours that Brockhill was on site, she is seen to deliver a total of 21 blows to the toddler while Star is fastened into a car seat in the rear of the vehicle. She was babysitting for Star because Smith wanted to go out drinking. At one point the blows were so ferocious the little girl falls out of the car and Brockhill is seen lifting her back up by her throat. She was 16 months old. A video recorded the following morning, September 14th, of Brockhill arriving with Little Star in her arms at the flats where they lived, caught on CCTV, clearly shows a large bruise on Star's cheek. According to evidence heard in court, this episode prompted a dispute between the couple, with Smith texting Brockhill, stay away from us. But this separation was not to last, because on the 20th of September, CCTV footage shows Smith dragging Starr through Bradford City Centre on her reins, with Star's head dropping to one side, and by the 22nd of September 2020, Star had died. In the 10 months since her mother began her relationship with Brockhill, the baby had gone from a lovely, alert baby to a depressed and beaten toddler. She was playing with two other children at the couple's flat when she was violently assaulted. Internet searches of shock in babies and how to bring a baby out of shock were made 15 minutes before any 999 call. She was found apparently lifeless and pale and wearing only a nappy when paramedics arrived at the couple's flat on Wesley Place after the 999 call. The toddler died an hour later in hospital and a post-mortem examination found lacerations of her internal organs and bruising over her lungs and abdomen. All of these injuries had been caused by a severe and forceful blow or blows either in the form of punching, stamping or kicking to the abdomen. Just over a year later, the trial commenced at Bradford Crown Court. Opening the trial, prosecutor Alistair MacDonald said Starr had suffered a number of significant injuries at different times, including fractures to the back of the head and right shin, with the latter caused by forceful twisting. Starr had been repeatedly physically assaulted over the weeks and months before her death. Mr McDonald said that Miss Smith and Miss Brockhill were the only adults in the flat at the time, although two other young children were present. He told the jury, it will be the prosecution case that is nothing short of absurd to suggest that these injuries were caused by another child. Despite the catalogue of injuries of which we have spoken, at no time was Starr taken for medical help other, of course, than the 999 call made in the last 1 hour and 15 minutes of her life. His comment relating to blaming a child is that in the 999 call made by Brockhill, it alluded to the fact that children were alone in the room when Starr collapsed and she came in to find a young boy standing over Starr's body. And again, I'll put a link to that 999 call in the episode description and it's also available on the website to watch. The fatal injury to Starr's abdomen left lacerations of her internal organs deemed to be the result of severe and forceful blows. In court, Prosecutor Alistair MacDonald, QC, told jurors there was never any real chance of saving her life once those injuries had been inflicted. Hospital staff said Starr was dead on arrival by the time she was brought into Airedale General Hospital a few miles from Keithley. They were struck by Brockhill and Smith's odd behaviour. Brockhill was very aggressive and Smith was very reluctant to hold her daughter, and this flagged their concerns to a safeguarding team. The women would be arrested and charged with Starr's murder and investigations would reveal the child's multiple injuries, the strange social media videos and dozens of texts illustrating the dysfunctional relationship the little girl had been caught in the middle of. During a harrowing trial jurors were told Starr died in hospital from blood loss after her inferior vena cava, the largest vein in the body, was torn. Medics said her injuries were usually only seen in car crash victims and had been caused by either punches, kicks or stamps. Doctors also discovered a number of significant injuries the baby had suffered at different times during her short life. This included the two fractures to the right shin bone caused by forceful twisting, a fractured skull and an old brain injury. In total, she had 15 separate injuries to her head, 10 bruises to her legs, ankles, feet and toes. The jury were also shown mobile phone footage of Miss Smith shouting at the baby. One clip showed Smith telling the sleepy child, Star, get up, it's not your nap time yet, adding, Evil, aren't I? Smith testified she had sent this as a video to Brockhill. Asked by her lawyer, Zafar Ali QC, why she did it, Smith said that Miss Brockhill told her she had to wake her up as it was not Star's nap time. But why wake her up in that hostile manner, that horrible way? Mr Ali asked. Savannah said I had to be firm with her, so I tried to be. Miss Smith replied. Asked how she felt about the video now, she replied. It makes me feel sick. I should never have spoken to her like that. Another video showed the exhausted child falling off a chair. When questioned about this, Miss Smith said, At the time, I thought it was funny. I'd seen videos on Facebook. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. She added that she now felt it was cruel. It wasn't a nice thing to do. Savannah Brockhill was found guilty of murder and Star Hobson's mother, Frankie Smith, of causing or allowing the toddler's death, after she had died from a cardiac arrest following months of physical abuse. Brockhill showed no remorse as the verdict was delivered. Smith cried uncontrollably. Following the guilty verdicts at Bradford Crown Court, Anita Banerjee from the Crown Prosecution Service, who are the government body who prosecute criminals in England and Wales, said Starr had suffered catastrophic injuries and experienced humiliation, cruelty and pain at the hands of those who should have protected her most. She said they were responsible for inflicting catastrophic injuries on a helpless young child. Throughout her short life, Starr was subjected to endless physical assaults and psychological harm. Instead of love and protection, she experienced a world of humiliation, cruelty and pain at the hands of those who should have protected her most. It is impossible to imagine how any parent or carer could inflict this level of pain and suffering on an entirely defenceless little girl. Our thoughts remain with Starr's family as they have been throughout. In sentencing, Mrs. Justice Lambert, DBE, said, Star Hobson was born on 21st of May, 2019. She was 16 months old when she was murdered. Her short life was marked by neglect, cruelty and injury. She was murdered by you, Savannah Brockhill. Frankie Smith, it was your role as her mother to protect Star from harm. You have been convicted by this jury of failing to protect her and thereby allowing her death. I now sentence you both for these offences. Frankie Smith, you were 17 when you became pregnant with Star and you were 19 when these terrible events took place. I have heard evidence from your family that you were immature for your age and from Mr. Eric Wright, a clinical psychologist, that you have a low IQ of only 70 and were unusually compliant seeking the approval of those in authority. You were a neglectful parent even before you began your relationship with Savannah Brockhill. Whilst you were still with Star's father, you took full advantage of those around you to babysit so you could go out and enjoy yourself. I accept, though, that when you met Savannah Brockhill, she proved to be an even greater distraction and that you, as a rather immature and impressionable girl, became obsessed with her. Savannah Brockhill, for the offence of murder of Star Hobson, the sentence is one of life imprisonment. Taking account of all of the factors which I have set out above, the minimum term of imprisonment, which you will serve before the parole board consider you for a release, is a term of twenty-five years less the 443 days which you have spent on remand in custody following your arrest. If that calculation is found to be wrong, then it can be corrected administratively. I remind you that the minimum term is just that. You may in fact serve longer. Frankie Smith, for the offence of allowing the death of Star Hobson. The least possible sentence which I can impose is one of eight years imprisonment. You will serve up to two-thirds of that term before you will be released on licence. The time that you have also spent on remand will count toward the time you must serve automatically. I do not find you to be dangerous, justifying the imposition of an extended sentence. And again, I'll put a link to the full sentencing remarks on both my website and in the episode description. So what now? Well, the Ministry of Justice has confirmed that Brockhill was given £10,290 in legal aid to pay for a solicitor in her defence to fight the case in court. She obviously would not have direct access to the money, the cash instead goes straight to her lawyers. However, The Sun newspaper has recently reported In january 2021 that brockhill has whilst being behind bars spent several thousand pounds including buying her nephew's luxurious diamond encrusted rolex watches they also claim that brockhill has her own room in prison with a tv and an ensuite and has reportedly been bragging about her life in her cushy cell Despite her sick and heinous crime, prison sources have revealed that Brockhill has a fan club of admirers who send her messages of support and she has also reported to be furious that Smith only received eight years and has acted remorselessly before other prisoners. Meanwhile, Smith's sentence may be under review as being too lenient and prison sources have reported that she is a marked woman and it won't be long before someone comes to get her. She is said to be a target at Newhall Prison in Yorkshire, the facility where infamous killer Rose West is also incarcerated. She is on the lifers wing and there are apparently plenty of wom- women with very little to lose who will attack her for the price of a few bars of chocolate or some toiletries. It is also reported that Smith has wallpapered her cell at Newhall Prison in Wakefield with pictures of Star, and always speaks to people as though Star is still alive. So there you go. A very sad and sorry tale of two women who, had they not come together, life may have been very, very different for everybody involved. It just seems that, in some respects, a bit like Fred and Rose West, Rose, who happens to be in prison now with Smith. Um, sometimes two people meet and they really should not be together and the they feed off each other and the obsession grows. Very, very difficult. And that poor child was stuck in the middle of it. If she'd remained with her grandparents, if her father hadn't gone to Sunderland, lots of ifs, buts and maybes. And I'm sure that the poor family have run through all the different scenarios a million times in their their mind. But I think the most interesting point is with social services, the fact that they were hoodwinked on numerous occasions, they obviously would have known that Smith didn't have the mental intelligence, to be able to look after that child properly on her own. She, like I say, she was quite clearly bordered on having extreme learning difficulties and should have been watched and managed. And the fact that every time they were interviewed, Brockhill did the vast majority of the talking for her. There was obviously coercion there as well. And I'm not saying that Smith is not to blame for what happened, but unfortunately she was in a situation where she was also a victim herself and also she was an impressionable young girl she was barely an adult herself so a very very sad and terrible story and the photographs of little star and i have put one of them on my website she was a stunning little girl absolutely beautiful big blue eyes it's a terrible tragedy to see somebody so young taken so soon so hopefully i'll be posting another podcast really soon and in the meantime take care of each other thank you